Hello, hello, it's Wendy, and I am here again to give you some fun and joy and excitement and danger. <laughs> I want to entertain you and make you smarter and happier. Well, here's what's up today. I want to talk to you about something that plagues a lot of people. You know, all of my programs that I make, there's some that are very, very popular. This one is right near the top, even though it seems like the other programs, like all the sex ones, would beat out this one. You know, I mean, if you can hypnotically find out how to touch the back of a woman's hand and make her have an orgasm, <laughs> that seems like a really popular product. For men, there's programs that are to help end your impotence or get over premature ejaculation, things like that, that are very, very popular. And there are programs to lose weight when you're totally frustrated about how much sugar you're eating and how you can't quite feel full and you're hungry all the time. But the program I'm going to talk about today and this topic is going to help you with something that might be one of your biggest, most frustrating problems. And that is procrastination. Hey, high five. <laughs> Who here is yeah, just a horrible procrastinator? I learned to use hypnosis to end procrastination for myself. Now, why would I need to do that for myself? It is because when I was first becoming a hypnotherapist and I started kind of seeing clients and stuff, I wasn't a very neat and tidy person and I put off anything that I could, anything I could avoid, <laughs> I would put it off. And it's not a really good habit, I suppose. It caused a lot of pain and a lot of torture as it may have for you as well. If you're a procrastinator, you know there's a lot of pain there's a lot of dread. There's a lot of negativity and beating yourself up and just blaming yourself for not being able to get things done. So one of my bigger challenges was that my house was a mess a lot. I was a single mom and the, had two little kids and you know that accounts for a lot of it but still I couldn't. <laughs> I remember this scenario and how this kind of defined what I was going to do to end procrastination. So the sink was full of dishes. Both sides of it just piled up very high. I couldn't fit any more dishes into the sink. The reason the sink was so full of dishes is because the dishwasher was clean and full and it needed to be emptied. But in my procrastination desire, oh, I just... Uh, I knew that scenario almost every day because I didn't feel like emptying the dishwasher and my two boys were too little to help. So I had to decide that there's a better way to approach it. Now for you, if you have trouble with procrastination and you're not motivating yourself, notice what it is that you feel when you think about doing a certain task. For me to describe the um, sink and the dishwasher, I started putting myself right back there in that house that I was living in. 
right there at the sink, imagining those dishes piled up and knowing that the dishwasher was full. And even now, just talking about it right now, creates a really bad feeling in my belly. You know, our, our stomach area, that solar plexus area, is where we do carry a lot of fear or maybe anger or confusion and conflict. So right now, just telling you this, I'm feeling it. It's like I went right back there. So with any task that you've been procrastinating about, the reason you're not doing it is because you're avoiding pain. Good for you. You should avoid pain. We're not supposed to jump in and do painful things all the time. And there's probably no reward if you do complete the particular task. If I empty the dishwasher, hoop-de-doo, I empty the dishwasher. Now I can put all the dishes in it <laughs> and start the cycle all over again. I needed to attach pleasure with uncomfortable, difficult things that I'm procrastinating about. And this sounds really difficult to do, but I figured I would start with something little. I had, back then I was in debt and I was very poor and I owed some money to the IRS because I hadn't filed my taxes for a couple years. Um, yeah, ooh. Some of you can relate, you know, some of us fall into that trap. So they put a lien on me of about $14,000. And then I had to file my taxes in order to get that lien cleaned up. But it was just, the thought of it was just so painful all the time. So I did my own self-hypnosis session and I put myself in a nice, comfortable, relaxed space. Ah, I took the breaths and just let myself feel the comfort of relaxing into it. Nothing I need to do, nowhere I have to be. <laughs> and then I tried to let my inner mind guide me to find a way to feel good about getting this little tiny task handled. It was enormous. It weighed me down constantly. So what I did is I imagined I fast forwarded to the final piece of completing this. And this was a long time ago when we had to put things in the mail to deliver them to other places. We didn't get to do it all electronically. So I had myself imagine that I was putting the tax returns into an envelope, licking it and sealing it up and making sure everything was addressed right. And then I'm going to go walk out to the mailbox. In my, in my mind, I made it one of those big blue ones that's on the street somewhere. And I made myself dance on the way out there. I was just dancing and feeling good going, wow, I did the impossible and Oh my gosh, I have this made. I did this. And I'm dancing. And as I got close to the mailbox, I did a few laps around it. And I was smiling and singing and happy and putting that in there. Poof, it's gone. And that was really all I needed to end the painful part of this and then work on getting the tax lien removed. 
which is another story in itself, but we aren't going to talk about that one right here. I did end up getting all of that money back eventually. It was quite interesting. So now, when I thought about doing those taxes, in my brain, I had a happy thought of them being complete, what it feels like to have it already done. And I didn't have any pain in my belly. And even now, as I describe it, I'm not feeling any of that heaviness because I just recreated how it was going to feel to put that envelope into the mail. Just that one small change in how I perceived the problem made me want to complete it. It was not effort. It, well, there was some effort involved, yeah. But it wasn't like I had to get myself up for the game and say, okay, I got this, I'm going to do this. Instead, it was my subconscious mind guiding me to complete something that had a highly pleasurable outcome. For those of you who are procrastinators, you are probably just bound up with pain about every task and every little thing you need to do. This can include procrastinating for really important things like I told you with not filing my tax returns for a couple years. And a little side note, <laughs> part of the problem that was really disgusting is now I had um, I had had a tanning salon and it was also a retail store sold a lot of swimwear and stuff and I had that for many years and the last couple of years were when I hadn't filed the tax returns so my bookkeeper would bring me the tax returns in these boxes not the tax returns I mean all the all the records because everything was paper you know back then so she'd bring them to me at the end of each month in a really nice folder and um, big manila envelopes for the receipts and all these things, right? And rolls of paper from the cash register or wherever it was from. Anyway, lots of stuff. And those boxes would go in my garage. And so I had boxes that were for each month and of the previous two or three years in my garage. I lived out in the country in a very nice house. No, it wasn't that nice, but it was, it was acceptable. Um, and when I went out to go get those records to file my taxes, I didn't realize that since they were all sitting on the floor of the garage, there had been water that got into the garage from some of the rainstorms. And so the bottoms of the boxes were just, ugh, or they had been wet, maybe for an entire year repeatedly with rainstorms. That's not the fun part though. <laughs> when I was ready to tackle this and do my taxes, I opened up some of the folders and things because there was just all these papers and apparently uh, there were rats in my garage that decided to use that as a place to give birth in several of the boxes, not just one, but they had used that paper, all the layers and layers of it to sh kind of shred it into nice little nests. And um, there were dead baby rats, little pink ones. Mm. And I didn't encounter any of the, the actual rat size rats, but you know, I guess living in the country, that kind of stuff kind of happens. And so now <laughs> I'm like, what am I gonna do? with all of these boxes. Since we didn't have <clears throat> all the information on computers, this was like mm, 
before 1994, going back a few years, things were not on the computer. I needed that information. And I threw all the boxes away because it was so disgusting that there were baby rats, not in one box, not in two boxes, but in many of them. <laughs> so I threw them all away. And then I did a thing where I estimated what it was from previous years of having the tanning salon. I got it all worked out. But it was so interesting that my my inner mind said, yeah, now you're going to go tackle it. You can do it. Go to the garage and get those in, those papers. And woohoo. <laughs> it was like the universe was conspiring against me. Now, I, I got that all handled. I still noticed the things that I procrastinated about. I still had a mess in my kitchen and the dishwasher conundrum. And I noticed that there's, you know, I wasn't a super cluttered person, but there was just stuff laying around all the time, you know, things that just, because when you have kids, they just like drop stuff everywhere. But also for myself, I just wasn't putting some things away like I'd like to. So what I did next is I put myself in trance again and I imagine going around my house like looking at it, looking at all those things that are kind of messy, they're out of place, stuff on the floor, stuff that was just set down and left there. And as I imagined looking at it, I felt these really bad feelings like, oh man, that's that's not who I want to be. And uh, everywhere I look, it's just messy. And it's that simple just to feel it and know that those feelings are there and that every time you glance at those things that are messy and out of place, even if you're not taking time consciously to be aware of it, you are triggering negative feelings when you just scan around your room and maybe you're doing that now and you're looking at things that aren't that neat and tidy. Maybe you feel like it's no big deal, but what if you did it while you're in trance and I have you imagining looking at all those things that are kind of not quite... Uh, in order and you start noticing the feelings you have you notice the sensations and where they're at does it make you get a little bit kind of tightened up and does it make you have a little funny feeling in your stomach or in your head do you hear yourself saying to yourself ah I don't need to do that it's no big deal and then you also think oh god I'm such a slob now you imagine, as I did, that you're going around picking them up and putting things away, right? So let's just do one room. And you're again, your eyes are closed, you're in trance, you're relaxed. And you're imagining that you're putting them away with a smile on your face. And you get them all put away, nice and neat, in your closet or your cupboard. And notice how you feel now. Look around the room in your imagination. How do you feel when you look and you see that things are picked up? There isn't anything all over the floor. Nothing's just sitting in random spots. And notice how that feels. It's quite a difference from what you were feeling. Maybe you notice some of the things you're saying to yourself. What is it that you're saying? Does it feel like you have a different conversation about who you are or 
Maybe you feel a little bit proud that you actually took the time to clean it up. So this happy feeling and these positive statements, they are very valuable. And you could decide that when you see things that are out of place, you're not going to put them away or throw them away. And you're going to continue to own those bad feelings. Or you could take a specific set, a specific amount of time and go pick it up, put it away, tidy up and feel something much better about yourself. So now the, <laughs> the final piece is what if it only takes five minutes just to go pick stuff up and put it away? Five minutes, that's nothing. But what if it did? Would you be willing to trade that five minutes to feel bad because you don't do it, because you're not going to tidy things up? Maybe, I don't know, maybe the place you live in is like overwhelming and it's such a mess everywhere. You pick a certain amount of the task, just a piece. You chunk it down to something smaller and you decide, okay, I'm going to spend five minutes just folding the clothes in my closet, in my dresser or something, or I'm going to spend five minutes to make my bed and pick up the things in the bedroom and put them away. You might get it done in a lot less than five minutes. And as I've done this experiment on myself, that's what I found is that it actually takes less time than I usually allot for it. Now you feel good about yourself and you look at things differently and you think, huh, that's all messy on these shelves. I could have a really good feeling and make it look better and feel better and like myself a little more in less than five minutes. So this is a very good experiment for you. Now, the other problem is if you're a hoarder and you have just an incredible mess, you still want to get started. You wanna pick something that is a very small part of the task. I went on a date with a guy many years ago that um, <laughs> he was pretty cool and we were having fun and stuff. And then like a couple dates later, he asked me to come over to his house and that should have been just fine but when I got in his house oh my god it was an extreme hoarder experience like well not as bad as some of them you see on tv but you you could barely walk through the room because there was all this stuff and there was kind of a pathway of an area where stuff had been pushed aside the table in the dining room was covered with probably two to three feet of stuff on top of it. Every chair was full of stuff. The floor was full of stuff. There was very little room to walk. <laughs> if that guy is listening to this podcast, I'm so sorry, but it freaked me out. Uh, there's newspapers from months or years, I don't know, stacks of newspapers on countertops that were stacked up like at least a foot high, maybe two feet high. Everywhere, everywhere. There was so much stuff. <laughs> and, and, and you invite someone over to your house, I guess because he needed to find out if that was a deal breaker for me. Gosh, no, I love people who are, who have trash all over their house. Um, maybe that was why. But certainly it made me lose all interest. And so 
whatever is broken in you to become either a hoarder or have such an incredible mess that you can't possibly start to clean it up. There's some emotional stuff that's really scary. There is a man who got the Do It Now program for his mother because he had to go pick her up and drive her to doctor's appointments very frequently. So he got her that program and he didn't say too much about it, but he said, like, everything's just always a mess. It's just, And she always is, like, so late for everything. And when I come to pick her up, she's never ready. So he got that for her. And then he says, now <laughs> I have another problem. Like, her, her kitchen counters are now completely clean. And before, you couldn't even see the countertops because there, there was just stuff piled up everywhere. But before she'll get in the car with me, she has to finish completely cleaning off the countertop making it super shiny and clean and he says she won't stop until the sink is clean the countertops are clean and it's all just perfect and then we can leave for her appointment and I thought this was kind of funny because it sort of created another problem for him but not that much of a problem and the result that she got is that she did this automatically he says her place is all clean now and it's so nice every time I go in there she seems so much happier and She's just doing really well and she's keeping it clean. What does that do for her mental health? What does it do for her physical health? What is it that you experience if you're a hoarder or if you're cluttered or if you just, instead of doing it now, you're just like, eh, nah. <laughs> so that's one of the strategies you can do for yourself um, just what I mentioned. So I'm going to review a little bit so you can do this for yourself. Or you can buy the Do It Now program and it has several sessions on it. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about what you do in each of those sessions. But at the same time, I'm going to help you know the process so you can start on this today. Yeah, don't put it off. It's not a good thing to put off. It's a today thing. You're going to start in very little chunks. But let's say... You're, I mean, if you don't have an enormous mess, it's just a matter of picking up things that are out of place and getting the dishes done, things like that. If you were closing your eyes and relaxing and taking those breaths, and when you think about picking something up that's on the floor, you just see that little random thing that's on the floor or on the counter it's something that goes somewhere else. It does have a home. You hear this little voice in your head saying, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Yeah, do it now. And then you get this really good feeling before you've even done that little task. You get this really good feeling. The same feeling you had when you imagined yourself completing that task of cleaning something up or finishing a little project or diving into just some shelves in your closet and it's a good feeling and you attach that with the words do it now do it now do it now maybe you even hear my voice do it now do it now do it now well, attaching that happy voice will make you almost unconsciously just pick something up 
and neaten it up or go spend a couple minutes just doing the dishes that are sitting there or put some things away. I do believe that not having clutter all over your house is a really important aspect of mental health. For me, when I put the voice into this process, I kept hearing that voice, do it now, do it now, do it now. Then it's a nice voice. It's being very kind and very friendly. It's not yelling at me or anything, but it is just enough that it's like, oh, that doesn't even take any extra time for me to pick that up and put it away. It was like six seconds. <laughs> it doesn't take much time, of course. If you're dealing with a really enormous mess, you're going to start really small. Now, you have things you need to throw away or give away. Guarantee it. Personally, I don't because I moved to Hawaii. <laughs> and in order to move to Hawaii, you have to get rid of all your shit because it's very expensive to ship it here. And some people do ship their shit, <laughs> but you end up it's like you're buying your own stuff again because some of my boxes, I sent like eight pretty small boxes um, and they ended up being about $100 each in the mail, sending them in the postal service. So I didn't want to buy my shit back for $100 a box. So I had to really whittle it down. And it was a, oh my gosh, just so much stuff I got rid of. But if you need to get rid of stuff, if you are not necessarily a hoarder, but you know, like, yeah, I got these closets that are stuffed full of things that I never use. You have boxes in your garage of stuff that you haven't looked at in years. It's, there's no benefit in keeping it, but there is a benefit in letting go of it. So in the Do It Now program, there's a session that is called Throw It Away. So this doesn't mean you have to throw it in the garbage. You might be giving it to, um, thrift store or to a charity. And what happens when you decide to let go of stuff? I'm thinking you probably know the answer, but I'm going to go through it anyway. So you close your eyes before you start on this project. We're going to just talk about a closet that you have. I, I hope you have one that has too many things in it. Close your eyes, you relax, take some breaths. And then imagine you're going to go walk over to your closet. You've decided that you want to take on this challenge of getting rid of some of your shit. <laughs> you open the door to that closet and you stand there. Now, what are you feeling? You know, what's happening? Is there a feeling of dread? Are you angry at yourself? What does your inner voice say while you're imagining looking at all that stuff in your closet? You're just imagining it. But yet, do you feel some kind of a threat? Do you hear the voice of someone else who lives with you says, you know, you have got to quit doing this. You can't buy more stuff. Look at all this stuff you have that we don't need and we don't want. And it's a lot of money wasted. Do you have someone like that that's telling you and making you feel even more guilty or ashamed? Now you could imagine while you're in hypnosis that you are going to look at the things in your closet one at a time 
and you're going to decide, I don't need this. Or maybe it's something really special to you that you do want to keep. There's so many things that you don't need. Now, the challenge is, while you're imagining taking some of these items and realizing you don't need them anymore, you're putting them into a box. Every piece that goes into that box makes you feel lighter and happier and better. So take a deep breath right now and just as you imagine it, feel it making you lighter and happier and better. Take some more things off the shelf and look at these and enjoy the memories and bless the memories that you have with that piece of clothing or that knickknack or with those shoes that you haven't worn in two years and that you're not going to wear. Bless them and love them. Say, wow, you are a part of my life. That is so awesome. <laughs> and then put them in that box. And as you put them in that box, take a breath. <gasps> and you feel lighter and happier. And go ahead and do the rest of the closet, the things that you're keeping. Fold them. Put them in, in place. Very nice and neat. Very orderly. And just notice how you feel. You want this feeling. You love this feeling. It's like it's getting more intense and more real with every breath that you breathe. You say, I love this feeling. As you take more and more things out of your closet and you're ready to give them away or throw them away, you realize that this is great to be the owner of less shit. So good. So good. This feeling is getting even better now so that now you finish that closet oh, and you step back and take a look. Look at your closet. Oh my gosh. What is that feeling? Can you name it? Can you put a sentence together that describes it? And here's the question. What does it mean about you now that your closet is nice and organized and tidy? What does it mean about you? This statement is about your identity and you hold your identity, you know, so deep within yourself. And sometimes it's a really negative identity, like the statement you might have had before when you go in that closet that is being repeated underneath your conscious awareness. It says, oh, I'm such a slob. Oh, why can't I just quit buying stuff? Why do I have to keep shoving everything in every corner that there is? Now, your identity. You carry those boxes out, carry them out to the car, put them in the trunk of the car or in your van or in your SUV, put those boxes in there because you're going to go donate them. Maybe there's some stuff that isn't donatable, so you're taking that to the trash. Ah, and then you go back to your closet, and now what does it mean about you? It didn't take that long, and it feels this good. And now you look and you say, huh, I'm really organized. I really like that I took on this challenge, and I just did it. It really wasn't that hard. Let's say that it takes you an hour to do your closet. 
That investment in that hour means that every time you go to that closet, which might be several times a day, what are you going to feel? <laughs> You're not going to go to that closet and go, oh God, I'm such a slob. You're going to go to that closet and start feeling unconsciously the feelings that you like. That, hey, you're pretty organized. This is looking good. I think I like myself. Huh. And if it took you an hour to get that effect, well, every time you go to that closet, that one hour investment is in your mental health, your state of mind, the identity that you hold in your heart and in your mind about who you are. So how about that, huh? <laughs> I just I just am amazed at how easy this works. I've done this with a group of people where I had them go through the put stuff away and throw stuff away and take on a big task. And people get really excited about diving in and doing it. And it just seems like too simple that I can ask you to find the feelings you have while you're closet is, you know, just the slob closet, and then I can find the feelings you have after you clean it up. Seems like there should be more to it than that, but there's really not. That's just enough because now, and this is the key, now you are going after something pleasurable. This is no longer painful. It's no longer blame and anger at yourself. It's no longer your identity of being a slob. You are going toward the pleasure that is going to come to you when you've cleaned it up. So now, with me being a somewhat minimalist, not really a minimalist, but I, you know, since I got rid of a lot of stuff, um, it's like in the kitchen cupboards at the place that I'm at right now, there's a lot of things in there that came with this furnished condo that I really wouldn't need and that I wouldn't want because I want less things. I want, I want it to look nice when I open the cupboards and have things organized. But there's so many things you don't need. So notice if you're going to go work on your kitchen, all the duplicates you have of everything. I mean, how many of those knives do you need? You have 15 different knives. Do they all really serve a purpose or do you just use two of them all the time? What if you did kind of scale down so that you, you're not a minimalist, but it's just that you don't need all that stuff and you gladly and gratefully let it go. All right, well, that is what is in the procrastination program. And as I said, with all the things that I have hundreds of different titles for all these problems in your life. This one, the Do It Now program, has been one of the most popular. It, it, people say when I, you know, let's say I'm talking to a little group of people and say I'm a hypnotherapist and I do blah, 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 but I don't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they say, oh, can you help me stop procrastinating? Or can you get me to be more motivated I'm so unmotivated. And these two go hand in hand. The reason you're unmotivated is because you were trying to do things that cause a lot of pain, like my tax returns did back then. And then the boxes with the baby rats <laughs> and the flood in the garage. So attaching pleasure to the end result will totally change how you see the world. 
your car is in a mess have you looked in some people's cars sometimes who are like super hoarder messy people and there's like a lot of stuff in there there's just food containers or just garbage that's piled up and and then you get in your car and you feel terrible about yourself so how bad is your car is it nice and clean and things are kind of neat or is there just stuff stuffed in it it may be time to take a short joyful look <laughs> I was gonna say a long painful look but no take a short joyful look at what you want to change and how you want to feel like thinking about the woman that cleans her kitchen and when her son comes to pick her up she's got to shine up every inch of that kitchen counter and just make sure it's totally clean and she's doing it without effort she's not having to try it brings her joy so maybe maybe you get a little joy from starting to tidy up let me know what happens when you start doing your work on cleaning things up I really want to know I love the stories a lot of people tell me that when I've done the the saying do it now you know and I'm repeating that phrase that they keep hearing my voice in their head and it's not a bad thing but they just I said can't get rid of that voice it's just telling me do it now do it now do it now that's kind of a cool thing you could put it in your own voice if you want but if you see something that's kind of out of place or is a little messy and that uh, doesn't look so good maybe my voice would come to you and say do it now do it now do it now if you would like to get started by using the program it's accessible online it's in a very nice format that you can download it or stream it from any device the program is called Do It Now, and it's at wendy.com, W-E-N-D-I.com. When you use the code now, 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 you will get 20% off of it. Now, now, now is the code. Yes, there's a coupon code. So wendy.com, W-E-N-D-I.com. Code is now, now, now to get the Do It Now program. However, you don't have to get the program in order to have the effect that I've been talking about today. You can do it to yourself. So let's just have a quick review and then you can buy the program or just go clean out your closet, your kitchen and start throwing stuff away and putting stuff away. So the first thing is look at the negative feelings that you have attached to the chore or the task. Stop relax your body relax your mind close your eyes take some breaths and take yourself to having completed that task and find the feeling you have when you've completed it make yourself smile get your shoulders up and back bring your chin up and just breathe in that feeling that feels like that smile can't be wiped off your face for anything that you are so pleased that you finished this now find out what it means about you does it mean that wow I'm on top of it I've got this I really I really enjoyed the process of just taking charge and completing this task it feels really good or do you have physical sensations that feel really good like freedom like you're breathing easier there's no longer a feeling of dread it's kind of excitement sort of okay so you do that and attach that to the end of completing the task if it is throwing things away or putting things away 
you're going to, again, you're going to imagine yourself just picking stuff up, putting it away right now, because that actually takes almost no time if you just do it right when you see it. And that voice, do it now, do it now, do it now. Yeah, go ahead and do it now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> so let that voice be guiding you as well. And just start to unconsciously just pick things up and put them away. Maybe there's some things that you realize you don't need anymore. So put some joy in the feeling of having boxed up some stuff that you're donating. Imagine yourself taking it out to the car because you're not going to be storing it in your house or in your garage. That would not be okay. So take it out to the car and feel that happy feeling. Like just feel bouncy and happy and a lot lighter and let yourself get that really good feeling of how much it helps your mental health, your mindset, your physical sensations of having less stuff in your life. Yeah. So that's what I want you to experience. And you can do that again. You can do it to yourself. You could listen to the podcast over again. And you can get the Do It Now program with many sessions for many different purposes to end your procrastination and you will like yourself more. You will feel better about who you are. You'll feel more comfortable when you walk into every room. Yeah, we can do this. High five. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. Oh, I want to make sure that you're subscribed to the newsletter because there's a lot of good stuff in the newsletter and lots of great deals and discounts, but also I give you some really helpful information on things that can change your life. And I don't say that lightly. People tell me about how dramatically their lives have changed by getting rid of difficult problems that they didn't think they could get rid of. And the way they judge themselves for having, you know, difficult things that, that they just can't let go of. So you can do that as well. And if you have questions, just send me an email. There's a contact form on the website. And make sure you subscribe to the newsletter as well and listen to the podcast. Go ahead and give me a rating on the podcasts as well because that helps get the exposure up. All right. It's been fun hanging out with you. And just for the record, I actually am in my closet recording this because it's the only quiet place in this condo. There's so much noise outside. Mm. So as I am talking to you right now, sitting in my closet, looking around, it's really not much stuff in here, but you don't need a lot when you're in Hawaii because you don't wear socks, wear, hardly ever wear shoes. There's very few clothes <laughs> that you need, but I am looking around going, oh yeah, I want to kind of tidy up. I want to fold things and just organize a little bit. So I'm right there with you. You have a fabulous day. I will be back with you again very soon. And we will tackle all of your difficult problems. Drop me a line. Let me know what they are. Maybe I'll put your problem in my next podcast. All righty. Bye-bye.